It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Let's just start. Lafayette, why don't you kick things off with, you already know who my MVP is. It's a guy that you have just mentioned, and I'm happy and thrilled to see you embracing the Pat, because Rasa refuses at every single Girl. stop to recognize <laughs> Patterson. But so I'll just knock mine out of the way right away. That's my MVP. Just continue to ride this wave. Lofty's picking them up. Then you know that there is some credence and credibility behind Patterson's uh, at least stretch run that we've seen. Why don't you, though, throw things out? Who is your week four MVP? Uh, Tyreek Hill, because he was great for me everywhere, and that's what I care about. I, mean, I think Cordero, or Cordero, you guys know who I'm talking about. I think that's a great pick, there's no doubt about yes. it. He was, he was awesome, but uh, Tyreek Hill ate them, uh, ate the Eagles, uh, almost 200 yards, 11 receptions, three touchdowns. In PPR formats where you have a three-point bonus for 100 yards, uh, the guy had a 50 fantasy point game, uh, just a remarkable performance. He was quiet the last couple of weeks this week. It was Travis Kelsey. That was quiet. Uh, and Ben not to go to DFS again, but my best lineup yesterday was, was Tyree kill and, and Edwards Alaire without Patrick Mahomes. Cause I just had so much trouble making it work with him. But, uh, yeah, for me, Tyree kill phenomenal performance. The guy is as good as it gets. And you just saw him. I mean, he made a mockery of that Eagles yeah. secondary uh, in the middle of the field, downfield, didn't matter where he was. It was ridiculous. And that's why he's the best. He is quite good. Uh, Got to give you that. Also, look at this in chat. Friend of the show, too. Good guy. Carlos took down one of the early slates on FanDuel for 5K with a Washington stack. McLaurin was someone we talked about. He looked damn good. The Falcons give games away in ways that it just it's un it's impossible but every week it's the same they gave story. a cover away ben it's more than just a game they gave the a stinking cover away jd mckissick but look at that you know you've got money to blow when you hit that 5k 20 dollars on the super chat from carlos thank you and look Appreciate at this you, also man. in the hall of fame yes manzo's in our hall of fame guys yes he is he Damn is right. well, when you take down 5k 
and hopefully have that uh awesome avatar rocking i'm assuming he did maybe i don't know uh no yes no maybe yes he did yes yes he did. yes he does we no see that he right there no the guy below the guy below him oh the guy below the guy below him sorry i saw that too well <laughs> wait technically <laughs> technically you you just need to be top in that case you don't need to win it to be in the hall of fame so our guy who was below Carlos as well, we had some pretty strong rep on that tournament right there. Yeah, he would also be in it and win a free month if he so chooses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, this is amazing to see that. So, again, just download the Awesomeo profile, as you saw, awesomeo.com slash avatar. Keep tweeting your wins at awesomeohof, and look at that. That's some pretty strong rep right there from Carlos to Lefty Bear. So we appreciate that. And look, we're happy to help. In return, hit that thumbs up button. And please make sure you are subscribed to the Awesome Fantasy Football channel. Eric Lindquist in chat is chomping at the bit for week four LVPs. I still think Urban Meyer is my LVP of the weekend, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's on side uh, action. You can go check that out. I'm sure we got major right. content. But, uh, <laughs> right. Rasa, who's your MVP? My MVP, well, Luffy, uh strolls in here and steals my actual MVP, which is fine. Wait, oh, no. was it written to uh, my yeah, you know, no, I'm, I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Yeah, Wait yeah, a yeah, second. Sure. Was it, a, it was written sorry. in chat. I'm so, dude, I had a I had a Sunday wedding yesterday, and, and oh, this the, today's been a bit tough for me. Who schedules a Sunday wedding during football season? Uh, and then who doesn't call out of work the entire day when they have a Sunday one and then the next so my fault ben i did not see that but That's i trust hilarious. i trust that you are not vapid as Aton ah, would say and can come up with something on the fly here i think we're gonna be all right uh talk about almost blowing a cover and it wasn't that close but i, I really liked the cowboys yesterday and all of a sudden i looked back and carolina was making a move and it was because of dj moore who was absolutely phenomenal yeah. eight for 113 and two touchdowns we were wondering, and it's not a shock to see this with McCaffrey down. He is just going to do everything for this offense, particularly if they're trailing. They get your boys next week. Uh, I have a feeling that DJ Moore is going to be primed for another week, uh, big, big week in week five. He's unreal. He's very, very good. He's unreal. And, and it's crazy because you look at what Sam Darnold's doing. You look at what DJ Moore is doing, and, and you'd have to figure, man, you know, Robbie Anderson, this guy is, has got to factor into the equation eventually, right? Same with Robert Woods in LA and sure he scored, but great comparison. Yep. Yeah. Targeted only six times. Cooper cup yep. saw 13 targets yesterday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when you look at, when you look at somebody like Robbie Anderson and, and, and consider how much he struggled, meanwhile, DJ Moore, another 12 target game, eight for one thirteen and two scores. There's just no comparison right now. And he's the clear alpha in that offense. Can I just say, not to get too much off track, but remember last week we came into the show and we said, you still don't really have much idea what teams are elite. And I think all of us agree. We're like, the, the Rams are, are probably elite. And then they come in at home and get smoked by Arizona yesterday. There are still so many question marks that have yet to be answered. Good thing we don't care as much about team as we do about individual skill players, but Right. Holy shit, man. The, the Rams just got cleaned up, cleaned out. Sorry, by the by the by the Arizona Cardinals, who are now undefeated. It's crazy. 
did we put and, and I'm curious how you guys see this, Ben, as, especially as somebody who has had eyes on TJ Hawkinson from back in the preseason and, and knowing how much his career has been fueled by Matthew Stafford. I wonder and look, it's it's a micro. It's one game yesterday. But I wonder if we just took stats as a whole and we took Matthew Stafford's competence in throwing the ball. And then we equated that as far as being able to play well in big games, even in divisional games. If maybe we jump, not to say that Stafford is Jared Goff, he's clearly better. He's clearly an upgrade, but he ain't Tom Brady yet either. I mean, I, I think you can ask that on both sides because I'm not convinced that Kyler uh, potentially is built for that. And last week, you, get, you know, he took a big step yesterday. Arizona's the, after the Raiders lose tonight, Arizona's going to be the only undefeated team in the league and yeah you like that lofty little, little i see where you're going i mean it was, that was subtle but you, are you on uh the chargers i am i do think the chargers win tonight but i i do think when you look at the west uh there's going to be games like that you know you're gonna you're gonna get beat by other good teams and i'm not overly worried about stafford or really anything with this rams team i, I think that it was just a game where arizona showed that they're also a very legitimate contender you know what else too you know what other yeah. game just was a, a, just getting their doors blown off after going three and zero, and we talked a lot about their schedule. Look what the Baltimore Broncos. did. Look what Baltimore did to Denver yesterday in Denver. Yeah. You know where they say, "Oh, this time of year, tough to play out there in the mountainous uh, altitude." But another game, what was it, twenty three to seven or something? Again, you just there's a lot of question marks. And Ben, you're right. I I think I think the Raiders probably lose this game. And there is one lone undefeated team after four weeks. It's crazy. It is and losing you know, Bridgewater hurt too. Well, it'll when Drew Locke takes over, little Bretso Brady situation emerging in Denver. But uh, yeah, no right. doubt, I, I think we all thought that Denver was somewhat of a product of a really soft schedule. You got the Giants, Jacksonville, and the Jets. You couldn't ask for an easier start. But then you see. Last thing I'll say, and we can dive into some of these panic or patients. Then you take a team like the Giants and they rise from the dead and knock off New Orleans. So a lot of, a lot of, machine. oh, that's right. The, yeah. It's, it's really crazy week in and week out how much it can change. It's like 13 straight games. The Giants have covered on the road in conference. And I know that Rasa hates trends to like, he hates Patterson, but my goodness, th this team as dog shit as they've been over the last couple of years for some reason has a knack for covering games on the road in conference, maybe because people look at them like it's the giants. We don't need to give a shit. I, I don't know what it is, but that was shocking to me. I mean, it really was the, the, the Saquon Barkley performance was shocking as well. And I think everybody should be really excited to see that he went from week two or week one, where he was a non-factor week two, where he ripped off that 41 yard. I think it was 41 yard carry. Um, and you know, it, 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 that was essentially it, but his snap count went up a ton and they were playing Thursday night football. So he was on short rest. Then he gets longer rest, comes in, isn't great on the ground, but still gives you a good game in week three. And then in week four you know, is one of the driving factors of, of our reasons why they won that game uh, and had that overtime touchdown as well. So uh, yeah, Saquon Barkley, man, if, if you want to talk about a guy who's trending in the right direction, whose trajectory yeah. seems to be straight up right now, You've got to be feeling good about that. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. We have a poll up here. Chris has put a poll up. Fantasy football season MVP through four weeks. Patterson, Hurts, Cup, 
DJ Moore right now as early returns are in. Patterson and Cup are battling back and forth. We also have, look, two free months of Awesome Plus Platinum with your first deposit and paid contest entry on Yahoo. Sign up. Use our code. You'll get $10 in site credit where you can then use and make some money. We always have some great tournaments running on the weekend that we're telling you about Sunday for kick. Make sure you just take advantage of that. In return, hit that thumbs up button, and please make sure you're subscribed here to the Awesome Fantasy Football channel. All right, gentlemen, let's look into this. A bunch of names we have. We'll take them on chat as well. If you're concerned about a name or you think that maybe you should have patience, whatever, panic or patience, throw a name out there. We'll get to them in chat. But let's start. Lofty, you want to kick things off. Christian McCaffrey, I think, and, and, you know, we can look at each an individual name, go back and forth. McCaffrey, you know, is coming back. It's just a matter about whether you may be able to get ahead of that or really kind of the mentality with dealing with a guy in McCaffrey who we know and healthy is one, if not the most prolific guys you can have on your squad. Yeah, I mean, I, right now, I, I, I mentioned it last week. This was a, a buy low for me. And when I, when, I, when I mentioned buy low, I'm not talking, you're not going to get him for you know, Curtis Samuel. But at the same time, this is somebody where if there's someone that, that is in your league that was struggling, that was losing games, it's coming into a week four at like, oh, and three, and they need to bolster their, their roster. And, and McCaffrey's one of the only guys that had been producing, but now he's hurt and you can get a nice package deal in return. Uh, then there were people willing to do that. But now we're talking about Christian McCaffrey potentially being back for week five. Yeah. There's no, this, this is, this is not even a question to me. I mean, yes, Christian McCaffrey, uh, there's, there's nothing even to be patient about. As a matter of fact, you just play him when he returns. And if you miss a couple of weeks from him and he comes back healthy, you're once again, getting a bona fide RB one, the number one other than Cordero Patterson. Uh, but yeah, McCaffrey's the guy there's, there's no question about it. And when you think about it, he is so capable of producing in both phases of the offense that no matter what the game flow is, no matter how it turns, even if everything that's supposed to happen flips on its head and you expect them to lose by a lot or win by a lot, McCaffrey will be heavily involved no matter what. Uh, the amount of touches he sees every single week makes him the best running back in the league, hands down. So I'm okay sitting back and missing a week or two if he's going to come back at 100% and give me the numbers he was pre-injury. Yeah, there's nothing else to say with McCaffrey. I mean, no. McCaffrey, okay. we talked about this That's last fine. week. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm in full uh, I mean, lockstep with that. Don't panic. Long season, he's going to be just, just fine. I can't imagine we're in any other different circumstance when we bring up Dalvin Cook, right? I mean, you're pretty much in that same position where if this guy has a pulse, then you're playing him. Yeah, I think the other problem is that even if you are a little worried, you would be trying to offload him at a pretty bad spot in general. This like the, the sentiment on, on Dalvin cook right now, isn't great. He missed week three. He was ineffective in week four. I don't know if that's the, the time that you want to offload uh, a top end player like that. Minnesota's had a, a pretty tough start to the year, but they've also played four uh, pretty competent teams. Say what you want about Cincinnati. They played Arizona, Seattle, and Cleveland. So they're going to get the lions twice. They're going to get some of these other teams coming in. If Dalvin Cook can just stay healthy, and I do worry about that, he's still Dalvin Cook. So I don't, you're kind of boxed out uh, of options. I think you have to stick with him. What did you make of Cook playing or having nine carries to Alexander Madison's 10? I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but I don't think that's indicative of anything other than he's coming off 
uh, a game where he did not play in week three. So that's I, what I, I think it was too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're seeing a timeshare long-term if he's healthy. It's a spot where it's like, all right, Alexander Madison's one of the better backups in the league. We'll, we'll, we'll split reps here uh, for Dalvin Cook's sake. And then once he's back to full strength, you would imagine that he's getting, you know, 90% of running back carries. Listen, he's as good as it gets. We all know that. Just go look at Dalvin Cook's numbers from the previous seasons when he's healthy. And, you know, people talk about him getting injured. It's really just another one of those fallacies. He played 14 games in back-to-back seasons. Running backs miss games. It's just the way it is. And I think he missed one of those games because there was there was no reason to play. I could be wrong. But either way, 14 games in back-to-back seasons for a, rook, or for a, for a running back, you're going to miss games from time to time. The guy's fantastic. He saw 312 carries last year, 44 receptions. This is the type of, I mean, that's 300. That's almost, that's over 350 touches when he's out there. Again, it's Dalvin Cook. I don't worry about these, these workhorses if they're getting their full allotment of targets and and, or carries. I just, there's no reason to even worry about it. Yeah. Look, that game was close. I get it. But Cleveland's defense is as physical and as much of a problem as it gets. And, it would make sense that if you know that you have a guy who's going to be leaned on as much when healthy and cooked, that if he's banged up even a little bit, you have the luxuries you guys mentioned. Lofty mentioned Madison, just how good of a backup he is. It, it would make sense. All right. We have a couple of other big names here to look at. We'll take some on chat as well here. Hit that thumbs up button. Of course, make sure you're subscribed. I don't know. Like it would take a major stretch of a bad performance or maybe 10 in order for me to move off of Devonte Adams. I think just looking at any type of lackluster performance week in and week out, it would take a collective bad stretch. I think for me to panic on De- on Devonte Adams, Lafay, you agree with that? Or you think there's maybe some wiggle room in that? There's actually nothing to say here. I, there's not, you know what I mean? There, there, there less than Rasa had to say on McCaffrey. I, yes, actually, yes, because McCaffrey's hurt. There, I, I can make find something to say about anybody, but I don't know if you guys want me no. to do that. Just know that we love you for that—the ability yeah. to say anything on anything. Right. Just know that uh, the guy has 29 targets over the last two weeks. He, he, bad weeks are going to happen. They didn't need him. It was Randall Cobb yesterday. That happens sometimes. Nah, he's the best in the league. All right, I'm see. I should get ripped because we ripped you for stealing Ross's name on the sheet ahead of time. I didn't even see your note to not even bring up Adam. So you're probably thinking to yourself, why is he wasting our time uh, yeah, with Devontae Adams? He crossed his mind. Yeah. I, I, I don't, what'd you say? No, nothing. Yeah, I did. I, I don't want the, uh, Ben's the, timing impeccable. The, the viewers being like, what? What is good? No, right. I actually sent that to you right before you asked it. So, so okay. we're good. I think the next one on the list is actually D-hop. I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a legitimate concern because Arizona it. just has so many ways of scoring. That's the thing with Green Bay. It's Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, you'll get a Randall Cobb game here and there. Aaron Jones is awesome, but Valdez Scantling's on the IR. There's nobody else there. You have AJ Green, who actually looks pretty good and 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 rejuvenated. You have Rondell Moore. You have Christian Kirk. You have uh, you have Chase Edmonds. You have James Conner, who's now just getting every goal line touch humanly possible. You have Kyler Murray, who can run the football. So as good as Hopkins is, and I don't know how much of this is the rib injury, Ben. Maybe you have an opinion on this, but my biggest concern is that the 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 volume that we've become accustomed to seeing with DeAndre Hopkins 
it might not be there this year if they continue mm. to cruise at this pace on offense. That concerns me. It's a, definitely a legitimate concern. I do think if he can get healthy and they get in some really tight games, he'll be the guy. But week in and week out, people are, you know, chat are talking about Kirk versus Rondell Moore. That's going to be a pain point all year. You've got A.J. Green. Edmonds is a real pass catcher as well, and Kyler has utilized that. They brought balance with Connor in there. It's, it's a very, very good team. So Hopkins, unfortunately, when your team gets actually better, a lot of times for, for season long, it, it hurts these top end guys because you just simply don't need to rely on them. I mean, imagine if Hopkins was, say, still in Houston somehow. He would be having 20 targets a game. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and the team is awful. But Arizona's the complete opposite of that at this point. Do you guys think that there is a it like this is going to be something more volatile where there'll be back and forth where, where and maybe it takes a couple of games, right? Where okay, defense has become a little softer on him. We all know that he's got all world talent, but if we see Kirk, we see more, see other guys in this offense, Edmonds, anybody else right in this offense becoming a part of it that maybe there is a moment where you can catch that wave to back where D hop starts to dominate again, even if it's for another couple of games before things again, start to work itself out. Does that make sense? Like we're seeing this pendulum swing back and forth with Hopkins, as opposed to just being he's fallen off this year. Oh, dude, I don't think he's fallen off from like a, 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 a skill standpoint. Not, not off the face of the planet, Luffy. I, I meant more so from, I guess, what people expect from him. Right. And well, you think of it this way, right? When you look at when you look at last year and, and pretty much every year that Hopkins has played 160 targets last year, 150 the year before 163, 174, 150, 192. Like you, DeAndre Hopkins is a volume receiver. He's been a hundred reception guy in five or four of his last six seasons. And one of them, he had 96. So he almost got there too. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is, is, is someone that you rely on for volume to be an elite receiver. You know, this is a guy we were drafting at the, the early second round, right? And the guy we'll get to next as well. They were basically back to back. The problem with Hopkins is last year, they didn't have this embarrassment of riches. And I do think though, that, you know, you look at last, you look at Jalen Ramsey in, in a tough matchup. I understand that they obviously crushed yesterday, but you know, you still try and take Hopkins out of the game. If, if things get a little bit easier, that'd be nice. But the Browns isn't the, the easiest matchup. They got the 49ers coming up next. Then you have the Texans, which is solid. But Packers, yep. 49ers, Panthers, uh, Seahawks, Bears, which is which is not too bad. But Rams again. And they play in a tough division where you got to play a lot of games against good teams. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some trepidation each week about DeAndre Hopkins laying another egg. And then, like, the last thing I'll say about him, you mentioned all those teams, and you say Houston, that's good. It might not be good, though, because they're going to beat teams like that by, like, 50. And yeah. as you saw with Diggs yesterday, he was fine, but they don't need to push it with a guy like that against these type of matchups. So yep. uh, you really need them to start consolidating target share, and if they keep winning, that's just not going to happen. You want him against game. You want him in games like facing the Eagles, like yesterday's version of the Eagles. Yeah. That's the kind of DeAndre Hopkins matchup you want. Uh, let's say, uh, couple, I'm sorry. No, I just said because the Eagles can actually score. Yeah. Right. So a couple of questions, panic or patience, if you will, on chat. Uh, Dexter Ahmed, time to trade Ridley. What to do with Calvin Ridley now on this Falcons team? Go ahead. Rasa. 
uh, I didn't want to go first. I don't know. Well, I, I saw you fidgeting. Like this is a tough one. I've been so disappointed with <laughs> this entire team, this entire offense. The Pitts hype was obviously somewhat overblown. I think we uh, recognized that pretty early. Gage has been a massive disappointment. Now you've got Ridley. I don't know if this is a product that maybe Matt Ryan is just not, you know, he's more on the Big Ben side of things than some of these other guys right now. And that makes it tough. I, I obviously believe in the talent of Calvin Ridley. They play indoors, which becomes more and more of a factor as you get into the colder months of the season. But at the same time, you know, even yesterday, I know it's it's not on the DFS side per se, but, you know, you had him and McLaurin at the same price point and McLaurin uh, went one direction, Ridley kind of the other. I do worry a little about where this Falcon team is and where they're heading. And that obviously is going to affect Calvin Ridley this year. There's no doubt, but I will say he still has a, a 26% target share. Um, the guy has been targeted double digit times in, in three straight weeks. There, there are still positives here. Like his target totals on the year, eight, 10, 11, and 13. And he just hasn't had those huge explosive plays yet. And he's only scored yeah. once. So I guess the question you have to ask yourself really is, is Calvin Ridley just going to continue to not find the end zone? And it's just going to be Corderell Patterson for the entire year. I have a very difficult time believing that's the case. I don't think Matt Ryan is very good at this stage of his career, but we would be remiss to, to ignore the fact that yesterday he still had a huge game. It just, even though Ridley was targeted, what was it? 13 times. It, it didn't happen to, it didn't happen to get to him in the end zone. He didn't happen to break anything big, but I mean, Matt Ryan still had 283 yards and four touchdown passes. So if that shows us anything, it's, and he's still throwing multiple touchdown passes, by the way, in three straight games, Matt Ryan might be better for fantasy than we think, because he's going to be throwing interceptions often too, even though he only his three interceptions, all of them came in one game against Tampa and two of them were super fluky. I don't think Ryan's good. I'm not willing to compare him to, to, to Ben Roethlisberger yet. And for that reason, I have to stick with a guy in Ridley who's getting over a, a quarter of the total targets and has that big play potential was targeted uh, eight, seven, eight of his nine uh, touchdowns last year came in the red zone. So there's, there's a lot still here. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not freaking out on Ridley quite yet. As a matter of fact, I think this is a great buy low opportunity on someone as good as him for sure. Especially with Pitts not being actively involved every single week. Yep. Gage has been hurt. They're down every week. It seems like in a position to throw the ball. It it's, you know, kind of the pendulum we were talking about though all those things are going to lead to good target share. I just worry that I'll use AJ green as an example from either last year or two years ago, where he's getting so many targets and so many deep balls. He's connecting on like basically none of them. And I worry that Ridley is sacrificing some, you know, efficiency in this offense. He's getting ample opportunities, but it's going to have to start to translate sooner rather than later. And I think that's my biggest concern. He'll have the chances, but is Matt Ryan and are these real good equitable targets? That's the biggest question for me. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't. Yeah. Um, but I will say that he's good enough to where I think he's going to be able to do something with them. Yeah. If, if Brandon Cooks can have a game, you know, solid game like he did two weeks ago with, with Davis Mills, I, I still think Matt Ryan is better than a lot of quarterbacks that were, that were relying on to get alpha receivers to football. But I don't disagree that efficiency is going to take a hit for sure. That's why we need those double-digit targets every week. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Patrick Foley on the chat. Chris Carson, interesting one here. Seattle's running back, trying to figure out what exactly to do with Carson. If it's a time maybe to sell someone in the middle panic or patience with Carson Lofty. Well, the thing about Carson is people are kind of assuming that, that he's someone that's going to give you 20 or that it should be giving you 20 carries a game. It's just never what he's been. He's good. He has been a high touch count guy in the past, but you're really expect you're hoping for like 15 carries from him each week. And outside of week one, yeah, it's been disappointing. 13, 12, and 13. Now, he does, of course, have three t- rushing touchdowns on the year. That's okay. But what I don't love is that Chris Carson hasn't exactly been used in the passing game often. And, you know, he was a three-down back last year and the year before went healthy. That's, that's what you need out of him to be on the field at all times. And we haven't seen it. Now, as far as matchups go, I mean, San Francisco is not the easiest spot. And sometimes teams just have to do what's working. Like yesterday with the Eagles, I wasn't that mad that Sanders didn't get 20 carries because you need to throw against Kansas City. You know, you, ha- you have to do things that, that work for your offense that, that, are, that are appropriate to the, to the conditions and the game that you're in. But yeah, Collins saw 10 carries, had 44 yards and a touchdown. That's a real concern. It's not about how many carries Carson got. It's about how many did Alex Collins get. Uh, and if Alex Collins, who has always somehow managed ways to steal opportunities, even when he was in Baltimore and Gus Edwards was a rookie, that that's something that I don't feel great about whatsoever. A timeshare makes Chris Carson very unappealing in this offense. And I think it's just a product of Seattle right now. I, I don't know if they're in flux, if they have no identity, they're in an extremely difficult division. There's just yeah. not a lot to, to feel confident about what we're going to see week in and week out. They have a lot of pieces. They've got Lockett and Metcalf. They've obviously got Wilson. I just don't know exactly where they're at. And so with that, I, I think it is a little concerning just because, again, you mentioned Collins. There's just a lot of questions right now with where is Seattle heading as a team and then individually where is Carson heading? Yeah, that's the big part of it is is just if you don't have an identity or you don't have a formulated identity, it, it's kind of tough. And look, Carson at least has been a staple in that offense. The next one that we have from Hay 514 on chat, this has been, I think, consistently for three straight weeks, somebody that we faded and, and tried to stay away from as much as possible. But you know, here comes Brandon Ayuk in you know, week three, at least against the Packers, and you start to think maybe there's something, maybe there's something. But overall, the look for Brandon Ayuk has been disappointing, I think, at best this start of the season. Doghouse or not, it's been a frustrating start for Ayuk, and I don't know how 
there can be much patience. Maybe there is some patience. Maybe Lofi, Rasa, maybe you found an avenue to patience, but I, I don't know on the surface how much there can really be with him. Well, the good thing is if you're looking for a silver lining, he's actually getting onto the field. You know, in week one, 26 snaps. We saw right. Trent Sherfield getting all of those opportunities that everyone thought would go to Brandon Ayuk. Week two, 38, and then 60 and 51, talking about just snaps, uh, it, which was, you know, a very high percentage of the team's overall offensive snaps. But in, in, if, from a workload standpoint, no, it's, it's not there. And yesterday, it was very concentrated between Debo Samuel, who once again just is proving that he is unbelievably good. I mean, I, I thought Debo Samuel was good. I really yeah. had no idea he was this good. This guy is is lighting the league on fire. Another two touchdown game, eight for 156. He's killing it. But I will take this as an opportunity too. While I mentioned, if you're if you're asking about IU, yeah, I'm, you're, you shouldn't be starting Brandon Ayuk right now. No, don't start him. I don't know who you're going to trade him for, but you're benching him until we see things turn around. But it, but then if you have Trey Lance that comes in. And, and then you have to worry about, hey, well, how good is he going to be? I know he, he had a 78-yard touchdown pass to, to Debo, but there were also, you know, two consecutive three and outs to start for him when he came in in the second half. He's going to take some time to adjust. I know he's, he's really good, but we, don't, we thought Justin Fields was going to come in and, and just right. light it up, and we didn't see that either. But uh, let me just take an opportunity to say I'm still not completely out on George Kittle. He still saw 11 targets. He basically saw the same amount of targets as Debo Samuel. Does it suck? Uh, the, the production hasn't been there. Yes, but you drafted Kittle in the third round. He's still getting targeted a lot. I mean, okay, just as an example, uh, and maybe later on the week we can dig into this a little bit more. You look at the target share for the guy. It's still way up there. I'm not down on Kittle yet. I, I hate the production. It sucks that he hasn't gotten into the end zone, but when you're getting that many opportunities, you have to ride with a guy that you know can break off huge plays and have some massive games in back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back fashion. Don't bail just because he's had a rough start to the year. Yeah, and no, no quarterback change is going to shift that, right, Ben? No, I don't think. If anything, it might, you know, you, I, I always assume that rookie quarterbacks tend to lean on their focal points of the offense. And for San Francisco, the focal point is to run the ball. But if they are going through the air, Kittle, Debo, those are the guys. That's why, you know, Brandon Ayuk, uh, to me, is just he's certainly an afterthought more at this point just because of the quarterback change. He's never going to be a priority in that offense because when they're at their best, they are running the ball. And now they have Lance, who's going to add a wrinkle that Jimmy G just simply couldn't give them. So uh, I think we're going to see that offense evolve, but not in a way that's going to benefit him. Now, we have a uh, Carlos Manzo is, is a sharp individual. He just took down a, a 5K tournament and asking and I don't know if it's because Lofi's drinking coffee at 2.40 in the afternoon or, or what, but Manzo's asking if you're hungover. I don't think you look hungover. You don't sound hungover, but you also could mask it in a super subtle way as well. Like, you, you've got that superpower. I don't know if that's a compliment or speaks to my experience, <laughs> but tr drinking, not doing shows, or both. Um, I thought, it didn't I mention it at the beginning of the show? I thought I did. I thought I mentioned it at the beginning. Fact that you can't I think that was off the air. To what you've been doing. <laughs> well, Aton doesn't remember if I did either. Yeah. I don't know. No. Um, well, don't go on my, my short-term memory is shot to shit. So <laughs> don't go to that. To answer your <laughs> question, Carlos. Yes. I had a Sunday wedding, which is preposterous. Great time though. <laughs> Love these people that got married and we had a blast, but 
Yeah, you pay for it sometimes, you know, you on do. a Monday. But uh, you we're absolutely here. do. We're here. We put the work in and uh, hopefully give you guys a good show. I couldn't resist. You know, you win 5K, you hit us with a $20 super chat. That t- that question about Lofty being hungover is going to get answered every single time. So just to recap, panic with Ayuk, patience with Kittle, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. correct. And One as far more. as panic goes, as far as panic goes, it's like just you should have been benching this guy until we see any semblance of consistency out of him. That's the way it is for me right now. What do we do this last one? And we'll get to some waiver wire hits as well, heading into week five. And before that, we're going to rank some rookie quarterbacks with Lofty and and Ben, but let's just look at miles Sanders because this is it's twofold. It's what to do with miles Sanders, but also who benefits from any drop with Sanders. So I, I would think on the surface, there was probably going to be more panic than patience with Miles Sanders. Now, two straight weeks, not being anywhere near a focal point in the offense. This is your squad as much as it is my Luffy. So uh, I don't know. Do you see this any different with Sanders? It, it's it's not. It, it's really not even the fact that Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is not the issue for me. I know he had that rushing touchdown uh, and, and got opportunities as well, but like, it's just the fact that the running backs aren't used enough at all. So yeah, I mean, straight panic on miles Sanders. Uh, and I don't trust that another problem. The biggest problem now is that our defense is so bad that even if Nick Sirianni wants to run the ball, how do you consistently run it? I, you, you don't, they're just, they're coughing up touchdowns on every single drive from the opponent. Yeah. Miles Sanders is, is a huge concern. Now, listen, I, you're not dropping miles Sanders, you know, no, but no, 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 but, you have to bench him right now because Nick Sirianni, I still think to a large extent, doesn't know how to run a balanced offense. But even if he did, uh, if if you can't stop your opponent, you can't run the football consistently. Uh, and we know that even if you could, he probably wouldn't want to anyway. Definitely concerning. Uh, I'm a Sanders truther. Hmm. But the, these situations don't lie. And Lafayette brought it up. A lot of game scripts are going to devolve. Uh, you've got Gainwell. You've got Hurts. It's just pretty thin. I do think that my, and this, this is more of in a best ball or even DFS setting. I still firmly believe that Miles Sanders is going to have a couple weeks where he just straight nukes a slate. But in between those, the floor is now sh- just bench worthy, no doubt about it. And that's the big concern. I still love the upside. I think there will be games where it connects and it really shows why uh, a lot of people regard him as a very, very dangerous player. But Week in and week out, it's really hard to trust this because of all the serious issues that the birds have right now. Yeah, the ball's moving around. It, it, even if Sanders is out there, you're not in short targets. But I think we're all on the same page where it's like that game is coming. That break, he's got talent. He breaks runs. He has in the past been able to be effective in the passing game. So there is that game coming. And, and it just goes back to the point Lafayette made, which is, you shouldn't, even if you're panicking right now, you shouldn't be benching him, I think, to the most part. All right, let's no, no, look no. at a couple I, of things. I, I, I would bench him. I wouldn't drop him. You would him bench up. him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are talking about, should I, I've had questions about, should I drop Miles Sanders at this point? Not dropping Miles Sanders, but uh, at, this, at this rate, yeah, I, I would bench him. All right, let's look at this. Let's go, Ben, why don't you kick things off here and take your top two 
rookie quarterbacks. Lofty will give his, and then we'll each hit a couple of waiver wire pickups for people on their way out. Good opportunity to remind everybody not only to smash away on that thumbs up and subscribe here to the Awesome Fantasy Football channel, but take advantage of what we have with Yahoo. I mean, three, uh, pardon me, two free months of Awesome Plus Platinum with your first deposit, your first paid contest entry. It's easy, it's simple. You can win a lot of money if you're not playing any type of fantasy DFS on Yahoo. Take advantage of that with two free months of Awesome Plus. They kind of go hand in hand, right? Use Awesome Plus Platinum, win some money on Yahoo. All right, Rasa, your top two rookie quarterbacks right now. Davis Mills. Um, uh, so here we go. <laughs> Your boy. I, I think it's really a conversation. You've got Trevor Lawrence uh, at the top for me, and it's mostly because he's gotten some reps already. We know that Jacksonville is, is really going to struggle, but I like that they're starting to open up and utilize. Uh, Thursday was the first time I really thought they tapped into his rushing potential. And it, it's more Darnold-esque than anything crazy, but it, it keeps teams honest. He's a red zone threat in that regard. And I like that Trey Lance, you know, he looked good. There's definitely signs, but we just haven't seen it in a full game. I want to see defenses prepare for him. We know he can do some things with his legs. We know he's got, I think the best team around him uh, of all these guys by far. So those are really good positives. I just haven't seen it. So for me, just to get things started, I'm going to go with Lawrence because we've seen him and Trey Lance, who is quickly taking over San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going to go. I actually had a very similar list, Ben, and I think it makes sense. But I'm going to go Lance first just because I think you have a more competent coaching staff and yeah. just all in all better weapons. And, you know, no DJ Shark right now in, in, in Jacksonville is, 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 is going to hurt as well. So the way I see it, you could put Lawrence up there. And I was really encouraged by seeing what he did on Thursday night. But give me Trey Lance because – Dude, he has the rushing upside, but then he has Kittle, he has Debo, and I don't know, maybe Ayuk will find a way to turn it around. He is talented, but look what that offense is capable of doing. They're absolutely explosive, and I hate that they play in that tough division. That sucks, but Trey Lance, just from an overall ceiling standpoint, is, is, is so explosive, and, and the, the, the upside, the potential is insane. Oh, no, I did see, though, that you put you ahead of both myself and Rasa on your rankings for rookie quarterbacks. Is there something that we should know about you throwing the football around here? Well, first of all, I would say this: there was no specific order of that. Right. That was just okay. You just happened to be first on the list. Well, I mean, I think I probably (laughs) would be. But I, I yes. didn't do that because of that. Did you see who was last on the list? That I was, was going to say, point. I didn't want to bury the lead. I, I was going to let you take that one away. Yeah, the, the last one on the list was was Davis Mills. So forget <laughs> about the order of which. It seems like our producer okay. Chris took exception of that with that as well. Now, I had nothing to do with it. I listed me first because, well, I'm, I'm an egotist. Mm. Okay, I, that's fine. That's I just all. thought, you know. I'm the oldest and fattest of the four of us. So I, I understand why I would be last on that list. That's how all. old are you now? I get it. 42. Oh, okay. You're not, you're not that much. You're not that much older, but uh, no, th- there was no specific order. It's just, you know, you're writing something. You're like, Oh, who do I think of first Ben or me? It's always, kind of, you know how that works, but no Davis mills at one point yesterday, Ooh. he had, it was the fourth <laughs> quarter. And he had 30 passing yards, 30. 
how do you do that? I, I know that it was raining. I get that. But he had 30 passing yards like, midway through the fourth quarter. That's crazy. Crazy. And you were losing by 33 at the time. You can't make that up, man. Yeah, they should have are, are just... Go ahead, Ben. I'm just real quick on on the heels of that, because it's a guy that that you and Lofty we've talked about extensively here from a volume standpoint. Is that enough to maybe move away from a Brandon Cooks, even though we know he's built in targets just because of how bad Mills is? I think that you you do have to realize that even in a horrible offense, you're going to get some work, but it's, there's still levels to it last. That was a ridiculous situation. They were just swallowed whole. There are times where Houston is able to move the ball a little. Um, It was pretty bad though. It does, it does impact cooks. Cause I mean, you're not even talking about touchdown equity. He doesn't even have like yards equity. That's a made up (laughs) term, but like he can't, there's nothing that they can do at this point. Uh, That was one of the most dysfunctional, performances I've ever seen and at one point early in that game Houston was on like the you know inside the 10-yard line to take the lead the early lead uh in that game and they did not score and then they never scored so uh yeah it's it's pretty bad makes sense all right real quick let's sneak this in Steve Pavia on chat with a panic or patience a buy or sell a name that has been brought up indirectly, not necessarily directly, Robert Woods, and then we'll each throw a waiver wire pick out of here for week five before we get out. Robert Woods, let's throw him into the mix now as far as any panic or patience. Lafayette, you want to take a shot first? If you have somebody else that you scooped up and, and, and you drafted later, that, that it, that's the thing when, when you're talking about like start or sit or buy or sell. If you have a better option to start, then you just go ahead and, and you start them. But you have to keep in mind that a lot of the, a lot of people drafted Robert Woods in the third or excuse me, early fourth round. If that's the case, what are you supposed to do? You know, you you probably have to keep starting, of course, unless you hit on some guys late in the draft. And that's what makes, you know, that's so valuable when you're getting, you know, maybe a Michael Pittman who isn't going to have a great week every week, but is the clear top target in Indy and has seen, seen double digit targets in a handful of games already. Uh, Brandon Cooks, yeah, rough game. That was brutal yesterday, uh, bad weather. But Brandon Cooks is a guy that we were drafting in like the ninth round in a lot of spots. Yeah. You're still going to get some great weeks for him, and the volume is going to be insane. If you have those guys and you can play them over Woods right now, go for it. But if he's your best option, he's still scored. He's still seeing a good amount of the red zone targets in, in L.A., and they're going to continue to throw uh, get a lot of opportunities in the red zone. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's his, his, his volume has, has been dwarfed by Cooper cups. But at, at this rate, if you don't have a better option, you're just going to go out there and hopefully lean on what is a high powered offense. And, you know, maybe he'll score and maybe we'll start to see more volume. Ben, I'm curious to know where you're at on Robert Woods. Cause it's a weird spot. Yeah, it's definitely weird. I think it's mostly about managing expectations at this point. Uh, clearly Cooper cup uh, is the guy there. And I don't think that that's going to change. Maybe there's some regression. But you have to keep in mind, this team is really, really good. And when that happens, there's elements of this with the Chiefs in Arizona. There's just going to be a lot of touchdowns to go around, and Robert Woods will get his. I think if you're still you know, saying, okay, maybe this is going to become Stafford's top-end target, I think you need to evaluate expectations. That is not going to be the case here. But Robert Woods, to me, still can fill a very, very useful role on the Rams and on your team. But as you said, 
all of these things truly are situational. There's an opportunity cost. If you're loaded at wide receiver, you don't need to force it with Robert Woods at all. It's just, uh, if you're not, I still think that he could be an asset to your team. All right. Let me throw one out. Rasa, you'll hit one on the waiver wire and then Lofty will bring us home. And it goes back to what we were talking about with Miles Sanders. I think Kenny Gainwell, if available, is a great pickup. He's not going anywhere. I think that's clear to me is that no matter what happens with Miles Sanders, even if the expected big game happens with Sanders, Gainwell is fully involved. He's fully inundated, especially in the passing game. We'll see him in red zone. We'll even see him in some shorter yardage red zone scenarios. So if Gainwell is available, I would strongly suggest picking him up. That's my waiver wire selection. Any issues real quick before we get to Rasa? No, I think, I think if Gamewell's out there and you're in a, and not I don't, in a 10 team league, you don't really care about someone like Kenneth Gamewell, but in 12 team leagues, yeah, you get at this rate, you, you scoop them up. And I, I think the red, I think the touchdown equity, or at least the regression probably comes into play because he, he has been pretty fortunate in terms of, of, of scoring. And, and some of them have been from pretty far out, but he's getting those chances. So no, no problem with that whatsoever. You got to look to Kenneth Gamewell for sure. Rasa, who do you got? I'm going to go with, I mean, clearly with waiver wires in general, it's always uh, for the most part product of opportunities. And we got news that Joe Mixon might be a little banged up. We got to keep an eye on it. If he goes down, certainly Samaje P. Ryan for Cincinnati is poised to handle that backfield. And certainly Giovanni Bernard is not there. P. Ryan could have a big role and say what you want about the Bengals. They're winning these games. They're three and one to start this season. They've got a lot on the outside. They're not going to face stacked boxes. So I think that, you know, long-term, of course not, but while Mixon's on the shelf, Pirine could really fill in pretty admirably. No doubt. Uh, and just to answer a comment, BC Cranto, <clears throat> which one of, excuse me. Wow. <clears throat> there we go. Which one of you suggested that, wedding, that man. which one of you <laughs> suggested that Gaskin was worthy of a start in week four, just a bit outside. Yeah. Uh, that was me. If you anticipated Gaskin, and but happy to take an L here, but Ben, sure. if you saw Gaskin seeing zero targets and two carries, then you should be rich right now because that being able to predict the future like that is wildly impressive. Yeah, that's where you go to the prop market and rack up the Brinks truck uh, and short them. But the, the Dolphins are a dumpster fire. That's another story for another time. But yeah, no doubt about that. Bring us There's just nothing Lofty. to predict, your... though, that he no, was no. going to, to have. No, it's no... really difficult. It's like Sanders on Monday night. It's like, well, if you get two carries, what's there to really say? Um, and one of those was for over 20 yards, the first one. So it made no sense both pregame and in-game that he was yeah. neglected. Nobody, I, I can tell you this, nobody here predicted that. People that watched the team week in and week out didn't predict that. He had out-touched Malcolm Brown 43 to 17 through the first three weeks, you know? Yeah, like, that's and then that's totally the circumstantial. Now, is that something that, real quick, before you get to your waiver in, you know, 30, 40 seconds, is that something that you think is panic moving forward? Yeah. More so than, yes? Okay. Yeah, he played 12 snaps. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it's, it's panic. And I don't think Brian Flores has any, I'm a big Brian, I, I really always like Brian are. Flores. What's that? Yeah, you are. You love Flores. I know you're very high. I on thought him. he did a really good job last year with that team. You know, he made some strange but bold decisions regarding the quarterback position. And, you know, they they were a lot better than we thought. Don't forget, that is the, the same team that was it, what, two years ago was 
just so bad that, and then they, and then they turned it around and went 500 over the second half of the right. season. So, you know, they're, they're not, they're not, they shouldn't be this bad and, and you shouldn't be seeing this type of, of uncertainty at the position, but yeah, Gaskin playing 12 snaps. This is going to be like what Ben said about Sanders in the sense that you're going to have zero idea when to ever play him. And at that rate, you're not going to be able to play him anymore. Uh, but there's going to be games now probably where Gaskin comes out, plays, you know, 70% of the snaps and, and touches the ball 20 times. And you're like, oh, well, why didn't I play him? Because last week he touched the ball twice. There's just, there's no two ways around that. Of course, I didn't see that. He went from playing 45 and 43 snaps to 12 and touching the ball twice without a single target as their main pass catching back. It sucks. All right. And they're in Tampa, so it's not easy to run the football, as we know, against that Bucks front. Let's look at final call out here. Your waiver wire play of the week, Lofty. There's actually this is actually one of those weeks with a lot of them, but um, I I'll just keep it simple. You have to look towards Damian Williams. You, you would assume that David Montgomery is going to be out for at least a little bit of time here, and I'm not necessarily sure how long he's going to be out. So one thing you want to always do when you're looking at these type of spots uh, is is check out what their matchups look like, right? Look, look what their matchups are coming up in the next couple of weeks. So say you're going to get him for two weeks. You don't want the games to be against the Bucs and, you know, just really awful, or really tough run defenses. But they have the Raiders next week. The Raiders are good, no doubt. But at the same time, I think they might be a little bit overhyped from where we're at. Ben has them losing today, dropping the three and one. And then you have the Packers. This game's in Soldier Field, though, in Chicago. I really wouldn't be shocked if it stays close. Uh, and the Packers' run defense isn't great. So if you get them for two weeks, I think that's that's pretty solid as well. And then Dawson Knox, if you need a tight end. I mean, that guy is getting a ton of red zone opportunity, and uh, that's what we care about. Equity, a touchdown equity for tight ends is really the biggest thing, unless you're Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey who can rack up the yards. Awesome. We have another show on Friday. We'll be back. Matt's in for Ben, and we'll look at some start sits. We'll get you prepared for the weekend. But here, I mean, as comprehensive of a look as what happened on Sunday to what should happen the next week, just hit us up with that thumbs up. Make sure you smash away, and you're subscribed here to the Awesome Fantasy Football Channel. Two free months of Awesome Plus Platinum are awaiting you. Siding up to Yahoo upon your first contest entry as well. Great stuff, Chris. Thank you for producing flawless here as we get through the hour. We'll see you again on Friday for Lofty for Ross at Lofty underscore D at Jazz Raz DFS at Shanda Show for me. Thank you all. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.